Hey guys, you're listening to the JK Experience, where we train, we train James, we train leaders, man, to live a life of exceptional impact, influence, and faith. Speaking of training, we're going to be talking about training today. I was, I felt like you segued that on purpose. I total accident. Okay. Not going to lie. Well, well done. It's Happy good, mistakes. It's good to see you, buddy. It's good to be here, man. Man, it is just, uh, always seems like it's few and far between. Uh, we, even this right here, we're like, we just got to squeeze this in. Let's go. Yeah. We're both like looking at each other going, do we have time to do this? Yeah. So, and I know my schedule got a little bit tighter than I thought. You yeah. kept yours nice and open, but. Uh, I tried, but listen, things come up. And yeah. you know what? When you've, when you have so many irons in the fire, you've, you've just got to make room for some things. And, right. and you've done that all week. I, I, for those of them, for those of you that don't know, Josh has literally been traveling all week, speaking engagements, and then for business. So yeah. um, I'm glad to have you back. We haven't seen a whole lot of each other, but right. it's good to have you in the office. Yeah, we caught up a little bit last night for yeah. a few minutes, and then mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll just catch up today, too. So Deal. Uh, looking forward to it, man. Uh, so anyways, uh, tell me about your week. How you been? So week has been good. You know, we've had we've had some really good wins here in the real estate business, Um of course, the market is still plenty strong. We, yeah. We've still got a lot of demand and not a lot of inventory. But, man, just watching our people grow, watching our people just step into their roles, yeah, that has been fun for me. And it's been a really good week for that. You know, I love listening to uh, these opportunities that you have created for uh, these entrepreneurs to go out and win business. Sure. Uh, you know, competing against other people and winning business, working through challenging deals in order to get to that closing table. Uh, it, it's so fun to watch all of these little things that you've done consistently over a long period of time and the fruits of that labor, right? The fruits of all of those um, those meetings and those trainings and those deliberate conversations are paying off. And I mean, first and foremost, they're benefiting the most from it sure. as, uh, as, as entrepreneurs. But then it's just that satisfaction of knowing, man, it's so good when people just implement it. They trust that process. And, uh, and you've just done an exceptional job with it, buddy. I mean, that's the reason I, I, I look at the numbers and I, and I know the difference is, is the impact that you've been making on, uh, these entrepreneurs uh, lives. Well, I, re- I really appreciate that. But at the end of the day, it's, it's a process and it takes, yeah. you know, it takes all of us to make that process happen. And you know, they do, they just have to trust the process and, and they will see success. Yeah. So thank you for that though. So this week, I uh, just had a great time, got a great opportunity to be up in Jackson, Wyoming. And uh, first of all, you know, it's so funny. I, you know, I've been in, in, uh, in Wyoming since back, back in Wyoming since 2006. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you probably before 2019, I'd been into, I'd been to Jackson twice. That's it. Is that right? It is. I just, we never make it up north. We never go to Yellowstone. And I really had no no reason to get into Jackson. Didn't really know anybody there. And uh, and really, you know, as you know me, I wasn't an outdoor kind of guy. Yeah, sure. And so uh, it's been so much fun here as of late over the last couple of years. Um, we've been up there more times in the last two years than we had in the last 20 years, practically. And uh, I just really, really enjoy going up there. Um, one, because we do have some great friends that have a place up there, so that makes it a lot more enjoyable. You bet. But we just started to understand and get to know the terrain up there and just really appreciate the beauty up there as well, too. Um, we've been there through every season, and fall is hands down my funnest time to go up there. 100%. Absolutely. You're, you're not dealing with the, the crowds yeah, in exactly. the fall. Um, the, the temperatures are a little more mild and you know, the, the leaves changing and the animals kind of changing their behaviors. That is the best time. 
we just had an event up there through um, Coldwell Banker Commercial, and they had the top 2% of the entire company up there, and they did a big retreat. And uh, I was very fortunate enough to be a part of it uh, as a speaker. And I will tell you, you know, one of the things, it's just like one of those proud moments of, uh, you know, we live in a great state. We really, truly do. Um, but you don't appreciate it nearly as much until you have outsiders coming in to say, this is amazing. Like yeah. they are just blown away by the beauty of our state, uh, the freedom that we have in this state. And, uh, you know, you kind of take some of that stuff for granted. And it was a very a prideful moment in, 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 a, in a positive way mm-hmm. to uh, just sit back and, and watch these people in awe of the things that we just that we just have on a daily basis, you know? And, uh, so it's just so much fun and it really brought a lot of life back to me to, uh, and appreciation for, um, what we have here in this amazing, wonderful state of ours. Yeah. Well, you know, big kudos to, uh, to CBC for, for putting that on up there yeah. because it is, you know, and, and it's, as you know, you've been to, you've been to conferences probably all over the United States, yeah. but when they can put them someplace like that, that you just enjoy being, it really opens up your mind and, and, uh, you know, kind of allows you to embrace the message that you're getting. Yeah. The, uh, Wednesday night. So what we're going to talk about today is, uh, speaking of training, uh, we had a, uh, on Wednesday evening, they brought in a gentleman, uh, just to, I mean, if you could picture an old cowboy, he was the marble man of old cowboys, right? Sure. And just awesome. And he came in and he's a horse whisperer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first we're all kind of going, all right, this could be kind of interesting. I want like, is he just going to try to train the horse in front of us? Like what is, you know, is there going to be any commentating at all? And not, we just didn't know what was going on. We'd heard some really good things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I will tell you, it was such, it was, it was such an impactful 40 minutes is what it was about. Um, and I'm, I'm sitting there making notes and Kate's hitting me and you need to write that down too. And, <laughs> and, and I loved what it, I loved his message. Uh, and I want to, we're going to share that with you today, but I just loved his message about, uh, what he does in order to break a horse and how that applies to so much of our lives. I mean, as moms and dads, it applies to how we raise our children yep. as, uh, as leaders and as, um, uh, managers, it applies to how we are leading other people, and uh, I just I, I can't wait to share with uh, with everybody. James, you and I had a little bit of a conversation about it, but yeah. it was so impactful for me, and really a great way to to look at like what are the things that we can improve on, do better at, and implement differently in our lives. So uh, I'm super excited, and I know you know you you're an outdoors guy, so you understand. I mean, you understand especially the size and the magnitude of these horses, sure. and the true power that they have, and and that. That responsibility and the you know what we what we what we do as riders mm-hmm. uh you know you understand the danger and all of that too yeah so for, for sure i mean and and when anytime you're dealing with you know with with animals they're they've got a mind of their own they're going to do what they're going to do but you can really set yourself up for how they're going to react to certain things and you know that that's always been my experience now i will i'll be the first to say that i'm i'm not a horseman i've spent hundreds of hours, literally hundreds of hours in a saddle, but mm-hmm. I'm still not a horseman. There are mm-hmm. people out there who are, and those people are amazing people. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me that he's got some really good takeaways. Yeah. So he comes up there and he's on, of course, uh, one of his horses that he's uh, been riding for many years. And then there's this there's this uh, young bronc in, in the corner that uh, 
that he's gonna he's gonna break for us and in front of us. And he did send. You know, listen, we've been we've had this bronc for about three years now. Uh, it was given to us, or it's 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 been with us for once again those three years. Uh, and he goes, but we still haven't been we haven't broken broken her yet. And when well, I not, I guess not a bronc, but we haven't broken her yet. And so, uh, so he got done and he's, you know, he's talking to us. And so one of the things he said that, uh, he kind of started this out with was that if you deal with the attitude, you won't have to deal with the actions. And I, I just love this because I think all the times as, as a parent, um, how, how many times are we not willing to deal with the attitude? It's just easier to just to give in. Yeah. Right. Yes. And, and then of course it burns us at some point in time. Right, the we we're, we don't want to go down and have that hard conversation with our son or our daughter about X Y Z, and and then unfortunately, you know, months down the 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 road, it boils over, and now we're having to deal with the actions that could have stopped if we'd have been able to and we've been willing to deal with the attitudes. Uh, you know, you've got, uh, and I love the fact that we were able to talk about this last night. But you know, you've got uh, older boys. Mm-hmm. And your son just got one of the best compliments ever. And of course, it makes a father proud. But uh, you, were, you were willing to deal with the attitude and the discomfort when it came to raising your boys because you, you understood that. You had some clarity of like, I'd rather have the conversation now, get uncomfortable, deal with this attitude from my young, my young man mm-hmm. here um, so I don't have to deal with the actions or the, the consequences more in particular is what we would say. Oh, for sure. And, you know, you and I agree that, that we were raised very, very similarly, you know, the, the way our, our dads raised us. And, you know, you, you realize that there's, and I've never heard it articulated like that. And I, I absolutely yeah. love that. I'm going to use yeah. that a lot more, but you're right. I mean, you can, I'm a bit of a procrastinator in my life and that's it, all you're doing is procrastinating, right? If you're just going to deal with that attitude, it's going to come with problems down the road. Yeah. And yeah, what, what you say is true about, about the way I raised my boys. And we did, we, we tried to deal with, deal with it right up front. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, yeah, it was a great compliment. And I'm, I appreciate you mentioning that in here, but I really like that how he kind of associates this with horses, yeah. right? Because yeah. horses have attitudes, right? They do. Yeah. And it just was beautiful to watch him do this. And so, you know, he, he didn't necessarily like tell you like, Hey, you know, for all those that have kids out there, but we just, it, we, it, all, it was just so natural mm-hmm. that everybody was picking up on how this is so relevant to life. And, uh, you know, I just, once again, uh, there's so many wonderful takeaways. Uh, one of the other things that he had talked about, and it was really cool. So he's in this pen and he brings out this really big rope and he decides to put, he puts, puts this rope and he, and he draws a line and he doesn't do it equally. He does about three quarters on one side and about a quarter on the other side. And he gives us these instructions about, hey, listen, so when this filly comes over, when, when the filly's on this side of the rope, the quarter size of the rope, I need you to be really, really quiet. But he, when, as soon as she goes on the other side of the rope, I want you to be really, really loud and I want you to clap and I want you to make her uncomfortable. And so the whole point of that, uh, of why he said that is because he says the problem is that we don't establish boundaries and we don't stick to them. And I thought, once again, I just go back to my kids. It's like, <laughs> yeah, sometimes I establish a boundary, but then maybe by the weekend, I don't have that boundary anymore, or we're just not staying. We just don't stay true to them. And unfortunately we know with children, as much as they don't necessarily portray that they like boundaries, 
they like to know what the boundaries are. You bet they do. They, they learn to respect that, right? And this goes back to that attitude, right? We got to be able to be willing to put up with the attitude when we establish those boundaries. And it was really brilliant to watch this. So he, of course, has the Philly running around. And then so when the Philly's in the big area, um, you know, we're all clapping and it's getting uncomfortable and it's kind of bucking. And then as soon as it crosses the, the rope into the small, small section, right, we're all silent and it just stops. And it's very comfortable there. And it was just awesome to see. And I think that it was more intentional too to make that that space even smaller so that we could see that even though the space was smaller, she knew where the boundaries were and she could be very comfortable in that space. And then once she got out of that again, he actually used this as an example. He, got, he, he kind of pushed her out of that a little bit and we all clapped again and she got very uncomfortable and she was bucking around and then she was trotting. And then the next thing you know, she's, across, she's crossing that rope again and then she's in that boundary area that she's supposed to be in and we're all silent. And she just stayed there. And once again, just what a great metaphor to, as a parent, What a beautiful way for us to look at how we're raising our children is that, yes, those boundaries we might feel, they might feel like it's a lot smaller than, you know, their friends' boundaries are. Mm -hmm. But we know as parents what we have to, we have to stick to those because we really believe that those are there to protect them, right? And it's, those are there to grow them like what you've done with your boys. Oh, that is, that is great. I'm still, I'm still trying to take this all in and I've got this, you know, this mental image here, but what what a what a great as you said analogy for for how it is with with the boundaries and i like that you added in there that they're always going to test it right yeah. like it's not like that horse went in the small area and camped out right right yeah. that horse was always going to test out see if it could step outside of it yeah it's no different for our for our kids or or those people in our in our spheres yeah you know one of the things as he was just telling this whole story uh, he did a couple uh poems in there as well too and mm-hmm. you know it's funny cuz i haven't listened or read a poem probably since i was in high school uh, because all the ones in high school are pretty cheesy and mm-hmm. you know you're like okay that's just too foo-foo to me for me. Uh, but he's just, he had some great poems in there as well too. And I wish I would have recorded them to, to, uh, be able to, uh, to uh, say them again or just to, to read them again. But I'll be working on, uh, on trying to get that as well. Uh, you know, back when they were trying to do, when they were, he told the story about when they were typically breaking, um, a horse is, mm-hmm. you know, it was out of, they did it out of fear, intimidation, um, there was some physicalness as well to it too. Yeah. You know, they were, they tied him down and, and he even admitted too. he's like, Hey, when I first got into this, that's, that's exactly what I was like. Yep. And, uh, and it was awesome to see his progression into, um, uh, what is now the way that he breaks, a um, a stallion or a, a Philly. And I tell you, it, just, it was just, it, it was just, it was so calming as well too, right? Mm-hmm. Here you are, you're just taking this this truly this wild horse and helping them and building the, the respect. Uh, he talked about this. I love this as he talked about respect before trust that horses will respect you before they trust you. And then I, and I was thinking about that as a, you know, as a leader and as a, you know, as like a manager, oftentimes people will, I mean, that's the thing is they, they don't, they won't trust you. They won't trust you yet but they'll respect you because you have some authority in their life. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was just a really great way to acknowledge that we need to be looking at um, at getting the respect from other people before we actually are able to build that trust. Boy, that is great. And and again, another, we we can pull that into our universe and and learn from that. Um, You know, you're right. When, when, 
when they used to break horses, they would do all kinds of crazy stuff. And they, they did it by force yeah. and they broke them out of fear. Yeah. Right. So the horse was afraid of the rider or yeah. the handler. Yeah. And so because of that, it only behaved that way out of fear. Yeah. We've all known a leader or a manager or someone who led by fear, mm-hmm. right? Through intimidation. And they first of all, they probably don't respect you and they probably don't trust you. Right. But I love that it's, you know, that respect. And then the trust. It's interesting. One of the things he, uh, as I'm trying to, as I'm remembering some of these moments, uh, he said it's just so important for uh, the horse to breathe you in, so that because you have a, you we all have a smell around us, right? And and horses will never forget a smell, an odor, and especially when it came to like when it comes to like abuse in a sense. He goes, you know, if you hit a horse, they will always remember your scent. And they will always remember you as that person that hit them. Yep. And just, gosh, what a, like, once again, I just look at that like, wow, like uh, for them to, for him to have that insight and to be able to grow and understand like this is, you know, that's something that he no longer wanted to do as a, uh, as a horse whisperer, mm-hmm. uh, as a, or as a, um, as a bronc buster, so to speak. Uh, it was just really cool to hear, once again, just his perspective on that and how he evolved and has changed and has grown into uh, to be as great as he is today. Yeah. So, and, and again, that has. That, and just so you know, that process has changed drastically within right. our lifetimes. Yeah. You know, a- yeah. again, all the old cowboys that I know, that's how they broke. I mean, there was one, and you, you know, you talked about it, and I'm like, dude, that's kind of violent. They would actually weighed the horse out into a stock pond, right? Up to the horse's belly. Hmm. And then if the horse wanted to buck, a horse can only buck with its head down. So if the horse wanted to buck, it was literally trying to drown itself. And that's how they would break him. Now, I learned early on from some true horsemen, that's not how you do it. You just don't do that because that's, I mean, you're not teaching the horse anything. You're just making him scared. So, and so to see these guys that are getting into the horse's mental game, I love that. Yeah. Right. Well, they just really, that really leads into the next thing that I took away from this is that to be soft as you can and as firm as you have to be. Wow. And, you know, I mean, let's just talk about being a dad, right? Yes. Uh, how there's no doubt that there has been times where uh, I have not been as soft as I could have been. You know, soft in either my, either in my uh, my words or in, in the harshness of my words and my tonality, uh, but also you know, listen, I I grew up getting spanked and I still believe in spankings, um, but I know that my emotions have gotten me carried away as well too sometimes. Yep. And uh, you know, I, so I just I was able to take that back and say, oh, wow, I got to remember that, be as soft as as I as I can. Uh, and and as firm as I need to be. Yeah. At, again, this is this is great because you know when you're. I know this from from the, my limited experience with horses. But when you're working with horses, you want to be super gentle. You're not mm-hmm. making quick movements around their heads. You're not jerking. You're not tugging. You're you're just being really soft and gentle. And when you're moving around them, you always want to let them know where you're at. Yeah. You know, because they can't see every side of themselves. You know. Yeah. So. And you want to be super soft. Soft touch is what they call it. You got yeah. a soft touch. And then, but when a horse is, you know, doing, not doing what you need it to, then you need to be a little heavier on the range. You need to tug their head around or, or, you know, pull their head back. But that is, that's so true in parenting, right? Because right. you, you know this, right? You, there's, I'm sure there are times with your teen and preteen boys that you just want to pick them up and hug them and not stop. Mm-hmm. And there's probably times that you go, 
I would kill you if you looked at me, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, dude. I, you know, there's one, there's one line that my father had told me when I was young, younger, and it's kind of one of those ones like, I cannot wait to use this line. Like, okay. I think it's just so powerful. So, as you, you know, if you have children, and uh, especially as a dad, this works just as brilliantly as a dad. So, you know, let's just say you have uh, teenage boys, and mm-hmm. maybe the teenage boys are not respecting mom as much as they should be, right? Okay. And, and that never happens, right? <laughs> and, uh, and especially as a father, if you're home and you catch this, right? Uh, so I have said this a handful of times to my boys because once again, I had it said to me and I know how much of an impact it made. And it was just kind of this aha moment like, oh, I never thought of it this way. So, um, so the, you know, taking incidents with the boys and they were disrespecting mom. They weren't listening to mom. They were doing something that they thought they could get away with that maybe I wasn't listening to. And so I came up to the boys, uh, I've done this a couple of times where I would tell them that, listen, you might think that you can treat your mom this way, but you will never treat my wife this way. And I'm like, Mike, drop. Like, yes. And it's just, I, I mean, I love it because it just puts a different perspective for these boys, like realizing mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, that's just not mom. That Like, that's dad's wife. Yes. Right? Yes. And uh, so as a dad, uh, I would uh, I would love it if you guys uh, use that line because it definitely, it definitely gets them to perk their ears and, and have a f- newfound respect for their mother. Right. That is awesome. Write that one down because that I'm going to, I'm going to use it. I mean, hopefully I don't have to, my boys are getting to that age, yeah, but, right. but seriously, like, and, and again, that embodies that whole being soft and firm, yeah. right? You were firm with them. Like, Hey, yeah. that's, that's my wife. That's the most important woman in my world. Yeah. And you're not going to talk, like, just yeah. talk about drawing a line. Yeah. You did it. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. I learned that from dad. So thanks dad for using that line on me. <laughs> <laughs> This one, so I'm gonna we're gonna start wrapping this up here because I know that we're going a little bit long. But um, I he 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 uh, he talked about this is that honor the smallest try with an honest reward, and I just thought that was just brilliant because as he was uh, as he was breaking this filly, um, any time that she would make the smallest hint of trying to do the right thing, he would celebrate her. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd go over and give her a scratch on the neck. He'd go pat her down. He would just love on her because he knew that she was trying, but she just wasn't capable of fully committing to it. One is that she still wasn't trusting him as much as that he needed her to do. But I just look at how many times in life where, uh, you know, the, the, the kids are trying to like, you know, make your bed. And they try to make their bed, but it's just freaking horrible, right? And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Does any of this look like it's made, right? Mm-hmm. And it just gave me a newfound respect for just to honor the try. You know, they're doing these things for the first time, folding laundry, putting the dishes away, vacuuming the gr- you know the floor, sweeping, you know, all of these things, unloading the dishwasher. You just can, you can just keep going and going and going where now, is it an honest effort or is it just them not really doing it? You have to make that, dis- you know, that, that, uh, that, that difference, but just honoring the try. And then giving an honest reward of it. I thought that was just brilliant. That is great. So I, I actually have a, a cowboy story to share real quick here. Yeah. So uh, our youngest son, Mason, has been riding saddle bronc horses, right? So he's he's a real live cowboy. Yeah. And the thing that I learned from working the shoots with him and, and getting him all saddled up and everything is even if the cowboy comes off within the first hop or the second hop, everybody, as they're climbing up that shoots, everybody is saying, good ride, cowboy, good ride. Okay. They honor that 
whatever that effort is, mm-hmm. right? The fact that they got on the first place. Yeah. So we were talking about this, and this involves you is what's the funny part here, is uh, we were talking about it. And so at this point in, in his career, he's what they call covered three heads. So he's he stayed on the full eight seconds right. on three, uh-huh. but he's ridden quite, he's attempted quite a few. So we sat down and figured out his average, and it was .733. And I said, hey, man, you got a .733? And he goes, hey, you need to ask Josh about that, because if I was a baseball player, I'd be an all-star. <laughs> yeah, he would be a, a Hall of Fame that's, making millions that's, of dollars. Yeah, like, so, so he brought the, he made that baseball yeah, analogy. I don't know yeah, where he got it, but he yeah. said, you need to ask Josh about that. And I'm like, <laughs> so I'm going to tell him, that is Hall of Fame stuff. That is Hall of Fame, hundreds of millions of dollars right there, that's brother. Awesome. He might want to switch careers right maybe, now if he can. Maybe so. I <laughs> uh, love it, dude. Honor, well, the, honor the small try, yeah. Honor it, brother. Um, as we wrap this up, the last thing that he said that uh, I thought was just so good was to always quit on a good note. And, uh, you know, once again, I just kind of, I go back to obviously raising kids with this, but I also go back to, you know, as leaders and as, as managers, oftentimes, um, we don't quit on the good note. We quit on like, okay, Hey, you know, you know, great job scrimmaging right there. And I know we, we, you know, I know we ended on a bad note right there, but Hey, we'll just put, we'll pick this up tomorrow. Right. Just always end on a good note. What a, what a simple, easy, but brilliant way to, uh, to, to understand how important that is, you know? And, uh, once again, I was just blown away. This was such an an amazing experience to be a part of it. And I know that there were more lessons that I probably could have written down. There was just a lot of great things, but these are the things that I took away that are so impactful that I'm excited to be, uh, to be using, you know, this is, I, I, I don't think this is just coincidental hearing this man because uh, next week, as uh, as uh, you and I have talked about, you know, I get to have the uh, the dad talk with the boys, <laughs> uh, and as, if you've had the dad talk with your boys, you know, like what I'm about to go through here, and um, and it just I needed this reaffirm this reassurance right here and this reaffirming of going this is important. Yeah. You know, um, I've got to be really intentional. I've got to create those boundaries. You know, I've got to, I've got to be willing to deal with the attitudes now. And, uh, um, I'm really, before I was, I mean, I was ready for it, but now I'm excited for it because I look for the opportunity to go in there with, with the soft approach and be firm when I need to, but be able to handle it with a soft approach. And, uh, I, you know, once again, this is, uh, this is a pivotal time in their lives. I got a 13 year old, I got a 12 year old. And, uh, I know it seems early, you know, but we all know for those of us that have children that have had children, uh, they're getting pressured younger and younger, and you can't have those conversations soon enough. And, uh, I'm, I'm really feel blessed to be able to take some time next week with them intentionally on purpose and, uh, really walk with them through these conversations and, uh, um, I'm sure there'll be a podcast about how that goes. You know, I hope so. You're, you embrace this moment, Josh. Yeah. I, I mean that. Embrace this moment because it's, you know, you only get one shot at this. And, you know, but you're going to turn around and look back like, like I do. And they're going to be 23 years old. And you're yeah. going to go, man, I wish I'd have told you so much more. But yeah. um, I... Again, I, I don't believe that, that there's any such thing as, as a coincidence. Like Everything happens for a reason, and I really hope. I hope his words ring in your head yeah. when you're having that conversation with those boys. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it. All right, guys, hey, I really appreciate you guys being uh, well being present on this sure. and listening, and, and I hope that you guys took away some great things that uh, we talked about today. As always, um, the price of the show is to pass it on. 
and get it in somebody's hands that you know that it would make an impact in and would bring value to their lives. So love you all. Have a fantastic rest of your week and we will talk to with you soon.